and welcome to FamiCast 81, your FamiCast for the first part of June 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm here with James Charlton. Uh, hi, welcome. Yes. <laughs> and it uh, got me off guard there. Good. <laughs> You're feeding your face. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> None of that here, unless you want to. And also joined by Ty Sugar. It's high noon. <laughs> yes. Ron, he's going to do it. And Cyrus Delaney is also here, too. I am running entirely on energy drinks tonight. It's going to be a good show, everybody. Yeah, I think so. So, um, very sh- a show very, very light on content today. We're going to mainly focus on new business. There are a couple of little bits of news that we'll talk about after that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the big thing is, <laughs> questionably, uh, maybe after E3 happens, <laughs> maybe we'll have a little bit more to talk about. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they're not, not promising much. This is an in, Nintendo podcast, so right, right. We might, we might have actually less to talk about next episode. So uh. very possible. So, all right, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll be back with your new business. Hi, would you mind starting with new business today? Sure. I played a couple games. I played Overwatch, and I played Killer Instinct. Surprise, surprise. What? <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it. So, <laughs> KI has yet another new character. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's Gargos. No, no, no. I was, I was just laughing at the comical, like, rustling of the crisp packet. As you told yeah, me. it's delicious. <laughs> I'm eating this thing. It just has these anime characters on the the package. It came with stickers. <laughs> Brilliant. It's amazing. Okay, I'll put it down. Nutritious. Uh, <laughs> so, Gargos, as you may remember, is uh, the old boss character from Killer Instinct 2, which came out about 20 years ago. What? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, almost to the day. Arcade edition? Yeah. Killer Instinct 2 came out in the arcades in spring of 96. Happy 20th anniversary. Shit. I never beat him at the arcade, on the arcade version, by the way. That's a sad story. It is a sad story. (laughs) (laughs) Considering there's one pound to go in in England, which is like like $10 or something. I still remember the day they switched the arcades over from like pounds to euro in Ireland and everyone jacked the prices up by like 27 cents. That was rough. <laughs> Ouch. Is it is it like really one quarter for everything in America? No. I mean, even for those games, you'd have to pay, you know, sometimes 50, 75 cents, sometimes a dollar. Ooh. Oh, but, wow. A whole dollar, yeah. a whole 75 cents. Wow. That's like, <laughs> well, like, that's like 20 pence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a fifth, it's a fifth of what you just said. I know, I know. <laughs> Kind of don't, but that's okay. All five times more expensive. One of those two. <laughs> so, uh, Gargos has uh, been reimagined to play as a, a normal-ish character instead of like a retarded boss character. And man, he, he was pretty dumb in KI2. But anyway, uh, New Killer Instinct, he has a bunch of stuff. And like, if you if you watch like the stream where they show all his abilities, it's it's shocking, really. Like, 
disgusting. Off, yeah, he's able to jump and then do like these little floaty multi jumps, like uh, Kirby and Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he, he does he slam down as a block of wood or block of stone? No, but does he do his little hops by inflating his body? <laughs> no, he, he he flaps. He flaps. Can he, ab- can he absorb <laughs> the powers of others by Maybe. sucking them into his body? No, okay. Actually, yeah. Let me get to that part. Oh. So he ha- he has a grab move, right? And also very much like Smash Brothers, you can after you grab them, you can do one of four directions to do a different throw. And if you hit like a backwards, he'll he'll like absorb uh, meter from them. And sometimes they'll say salty. So just like Kirby then. Yeah, he doesn't take the moves or anything. And you know, you can do up to like fucking pile drive them through a portal or down to like drop them and like surprise pick them up again. Yeah, he looked a bit mad from the trailer I watched with like summoning demons and teleports and portals. Oh man, spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, so... And he has, like, these moves with his wings that reach all the way across the screen. And, like, you know, he... <laughs> People are looking at him saying he's overpowered, and then they showed the summons. So he basically uh, summons these little demon versions of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers to uh, harass the opponent. Well, he's also doing his other thing, and I got some amazing connect voice chat rage... <laughs> as, as I poked a guy to death from all the way across the screen. Nice. Apparently, I play like a bitch. <laughs> but you know, in fighting games, there's there's no arguing with success. Yeah. That's how it is. I agree. I'm a fighting game champion myself, so I know how that goes. <laughs> there's a lot of the jungle. <laughs> so yeah, I like Gargos a lot more than any of the other new characters they've released so far. Gargos is like the last of the original Killer Instinct characters now. They've run out of classics. Other than the KI-1 boss oh, yeah, Idol. Idol is still there. Yeah, yeah and they keep saying, that. now we're not going to do it. He's too retarded. <laughs> Ty, who's your Idol? AKB48? <laughs> yeah. All who's your favorite people. Idol Master character? <laughs> Martin Luther King. What the? <laughs> that's, a new, that's a new joke. Okay. You have to tell me all about that later. <laughs> okay, so enough about Killer Instinct, the best fighting game ever made. Um, I've it also is. I've still, I've still got the cartridge. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, what color was it for the UK version? Have we been over this? It was uh, black in Ireland. Black. Oh, cool. It was black in the US as well. Yep. That's, right. That's cool as heck because... Uh, I, I think uh, for the other colored cartridges, they usually just skimped out and did gray, right? That's true. Like Doom, right? Yeah, Doom, Maximum Carnage. And there were some others, I think. Well, yeah, they, they usually change the color to invisible in, in Europe. Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> well played. Thank you. Okay, so uh, maybe Cyrus will help me tag team this other game. We've been playing Overwatch... Never heard of it. It killed Cyrus' <laughs> oh. computer. It was great. People should yeah. start talking about that on Twitter more, because, you know, I'm not really hearing anything about it. Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird dead spot. Like, usually Blizzard games have a bit of hype about them, but I don't know. Are, are you guys being ironic right now? <laughs> or? 
Like, I remember I the days when my, my Twitter feed wasn't entirely Overwatch posts, but those days are long past now. Okay. Ooh. So okay. Ev- every person's, like, username has changed to, like, some over you know Overwatch slash, you know, Reaper name or whatever. It's, uh... <laughs> Reaper names. An yeah. amazing Twitter account. That's Reaper names. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't scroll past it. But for more than a few seconds, like without laughing, huh. it's solid gold. <laughs> Holy shit! Baby Eater six one nine. But yeah, me and Ty, we've been uh, we've been hooking up in a couple of games for Overwatch the last few nights. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. It's just a solid game. It's like 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 Splatoon, where there's there's not a whole lot to it aside from the competitive multiplayer. Yeah, the tune has a total single player tutorial stuff. That like, there's, there's no single player like there's a tutorial and yeah. there's versus AI. But aside from that, there's like Overwatch is very trimmed down. There's very little to it aside from the the capture the flag modes. But uh, so, so I yeah I read a few things about it this week and so there's like some it's all like. You either defending something or like pushing something. It reminded me of um, the the tower as what is it, what is it called? My God, I haven't played oh, Splatoon the, in a few weeks. Tower, not it's not called tower defenses. It's tower control on Splatoon, yeah. where you have to stand on the platform and it moves forward. That oh, is that. exactly how this works. It's you that's what, that's what, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, shit, that's that's a Splatoon mode. Yeah. Push little cart. Right. So, <laughs> have you guys like not played TF2? No. no. Uh, they have like a car or move down the. All right, so, the, I mean, I would just say Overwatch is TF2 with way less maps and way more character classes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, like TF2 players have been playing the cart pushing mode for years now, and uh, it's fun. So what, what other modes do they have apart from the the pushing thing? There is that in three modes. There's like. There's uh, King of like King of the Hill type mode where you have to capture a point and hold it for a while. Right. And then there's uh, the push the cart mode where you have to get a box from point A to point B. Right. And then there's hybrid, which is first you have to take control of an area, and then you push that area to the other side of the map. Right. Push the area. So you like you take control of a, an area, then an object will unlock in that area that you have to push to the other side of the map. Well, there's oh, the other okay. control point mode where it's also strictly attack and defense. And they all they all change depending on the the stage, I guess. Are they themed around the stage? Yeah, yeah. There's like 21 stages in total, set in about like eight different or maybe nine different regions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Egypt has three variants that are totally different maps, or like uh, like China has a bunch of different stages. Blah blah blah. Yeah, like there, there's there are some that are set up where it's like three stages and you play best two out of three. So do you select like, like these modes or are they just randomly chosen or totally random? Yep, right. random. Yeah, so so it is like can, <laughs> you can set up custom games, but yeah, right. I've literally never done that. Yeah, you but can there's change also, your characters on the fly, but the game mode is set for you. And there's also a, a weekly. Goofy mode where it's uh, just special rules. Yeah. So last week it was called the the Super Shimada Brothers, <laughs> game, where you could only play as the two brother ninja characters in the game, 
That's that's total madness because the game is not designed for that. Right. Yeah, and right now it's uh, forced random characters every time you die. <laughs> so in in that's the game which is like teamwork is paramount, or you set up your impenetrable defense or unstoppable attack, when everyone is getting spawned at random characters, it makes the games very weird. Yeah, team synergy is super important in this game. And do you, do you voice chat with uh, strangers, or you just keep it on mute, or what? I, I made some friends. Most people don't talk in just the random games. Yeah, in in the Japanese servers, I've noticed basically no one talks ever. Is it, is it like a, a quick chat or like a text chat thing? Yeah, there's like text a, chat. Yeah, and text they... chat, but even then in Japanese servers, very few people talk. Even in Japanese, very few people talk. No, is it like the kind of the preset ones that get translated to their language, or do you have to actually physically yeah, type? Yeah, uh, you can do both. There's okay. preset um, words, words, words. Because the, the preset ones are cool. Like, I'm assuming it gets translated you know, into their language, right? Yeah, right. there's like... The basic ones is like you can wave, say hello, you can ask for healing, like gather on me, so we can like you know group up on me. Push or... the point. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of useful phrases, and they're really easy to access while you're playing. So really quickly, you can just snap in. A... Yeah, you can just hot key them. Rest in peace, console players. <laughs> it's 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 funny because like in um, in Splatoon, there's only two like things you can say. Which is like you know, come here or yeah. But in the American one, it's booyah. Yeah, the booyah I mean, seems very popular. I like yeah better. Yeah, yeah. The European yeah. one is yeah, and uh, I think the, what is the Japanese one? Japanese, it's like come on, like cut the come on. Come on, yeah, come it's on. like. A... <laughs> and then I no, think come it's... on, come on is come here. Yeah, but what's, but it's... what's the kind of woohoo like the one? Is it Yosh or something? No, I don't remember. I thought it was like cut the come yeah. No, I don't think oh, it so. could be yeah. yeah right. I think it was just yeah or something like that. I mean, just totally like non-Japanese words that are Japanese words now, you know. <laughs> it's funny, it's like English into Japanese and back into English, and it's like, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Snakey in its own tail at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cyrus, Cyrus, you're the only person on the podcast who's played a good amount of both Overwatch and Splatoon. So, like, uh, what parts of Overwatch do you think... Splatoon DX or Splatoon 2.0 or whatever should steal from Overwatch? Um, hmm, that's a good point, actually. I think, so the one thing I love about Overwatch is that, like, uh, I'm not sure it would actually work in Splatoon, but, like, the characters in Overwatch are bonkers. Like, all of them have ridiculous abilities that the game is only balanced because everyone is ridiculous at the same time. So, like, some characters can fly with rocket launchers and other people can, like, have a massive 2,000 health shield or can, like, one-hit kill charge people across the stage or whatever. That, that could work, right? You could have different yeah, kinds so of inklings, right? You could have big fat ones and, like, you know, you could have the octolings or whatever. I would like to see that if you could, like, equip weapons and equip of an inkling type. I would love to see that as, like, a... Changing weapons during the match? That would be cool. Mm. Would be cool. Yeah, you can change characters whenever you want in Overwatch. That's the, that is something that has kind of always bugged me with Splatoon, is that, like, if I go into a random game and I pick, what, my, my heavy splatling, and then the rest of my team is all buckets, we're fucked. Like, we're dead. <laughs> like, game over, man. Game over. So, 
like I like in uh, in Overwatch, if you realize your team is fucked, you can you can change your team and then Counter Strike. How how long are matches in Overwatch? Because there's three minutes in Splatoon, right? Yeah, um, maybe ten ish. Okay, yeah, so it's a lot longer, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that's 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 the main argument, isn't it? The the main argument, the the repost to that complaint is that well, it's only three minutes, so it's yes. just like just get good with the weapon you have, and it's only three minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So, Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I do like how Splatoon, uh, like the way Splatoon sets up, where you know what maps are coming up for a few minutes. Like I really like that setup because it works well with the locked weapons. Right, right, right. Yeah, these yeah. weapons are good for these maps in these modes, so I will only yeah. use these for a while. That's exactly. really clever. That's what that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look at the maps, analyze them, choose the correct weapon for that would suit both of those maps, and then go at it. You know, yeah. you're not supposed to just stick with the same weapon and just hope for the best. You know, you're that's supposed right. to adapt. Other side, junior, all the way. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do it. I'm yeah, sorry. so I'm, I'm not flat against Splatoon's weapon select system, but yeah, that's something I wouldn't mind seeing as maybe a mode in Splatoon. Yeah, it does need to be a lot smoother in Splatoon. I'm not saying it's perfect <laughs> by any means. Yeah. But cool. they are, there is a lot of crossover between the two games. If you enjoy Splatoon, you would enjoy Overwatch and vice versa. Hmm. That's cool. That's that's the only reason why I asked, you know, because like obviously, obviously, Overwatch is like, you know, in terms of online uh, history from from the developers, you know, they're way ahead of, um, you know, Nintendo in that regard. So there's obviously things they can learn from slash steal <laughs> for the next Splatoon, right? Like, I'd actually love to see an Inkling style character in Splatoon <laughs> or in uh, in in Overwatch, like the ability to like dive into your own weapon trails. That's an Overwatch ability written all over. Like, Octo spray girl. down ink and then be invincible while traveling in your own ink spray. That's like yeah. you could make an Overwatch character out of that. Yeah, well, if you play Tracer, you can use her uh, ability to just rewind time. Yeah. So. <laughs> How does that work in a multiplayer game? It only rewinds her. It goes back to where you were three seconds ago. So all your health and everything is reset to what you were three seconds ago and position. So do you have a special meter that goes down when you use that kind of stuff? Yeah, Uh, all of your special abilities have a cooldown of like a couple of seconds. Right. Cool. And you also have a super move that charges up over time. Nice. Cool. It does sound like a lot of fun. It is fun. I haven't played a PC shooter in a long time, and I've sank serious hours into this game. Yeah, there's so many f- FPSs that come and go, and I just kind of ignore them. But this was, it does stand out to be different and interesting to me uh, as a non-FPS fan. You know, looks cool. cool. Yeah, so that's plenty about Overwatch. Um, we didn't even talk about the characters. Yeah. But okay, they're amazing. They're, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good enough. Okay. Aside from Overwatch, I uh, I dabbled with uh, a bit of Pokemon Picross. Oh, okay, you got that. I didn't realize Pokemon Picross was free, so I just downloaded it when I was in the eShop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's cool. I've never played a Picross game before. They're really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I I love Sudoku, and this is kind of in the same vein as Sudoku puzzles, where you're like. You know, reading numbers and trying to work out, well, this is here, so this can't be there, and blah, blah, blah. So I really enjoy those kind of puzzles, so I'm I'm happy to sink a few minutes here and there into Pokemon Picross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had that, the um, 
oh god, I forgot what the English title is. I even forgot the Japanese title. The latest Picross 3D game that came out on 3DS last year here. And it's scheduled to come out maybe in Europe, I believe. I remember oh. the train ads, but I don't know what it's called. But anyway, it's 3D too? You mean? Basically, yeah. But it, I thought they called it something, they're going to call it something completely different. Well, it's called Tate tat, Picross or something, isn't it? Something, I don't remember. But at any, at any rate, like, I don't know. Oh, I, oh, no, you're right. It does have an English title, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I forgot. <laughs> Something bizarre. <laughs> but anyways, my point is, like, I don't know, for me, I, I think it takes a, a, a special type of person to maybe, okay, maybe just anybody that's not an idiot like me that can, like, play these games and get through them. I mean, I've done, like, Sudoku stuff. I did it a lot with the original brain training because sometimes I would just get bored of doing that and I just wanted to, you know do the Sudoku stuff, and I, I enjoyed that, but sometimes the, the, the Picross stuff is just way beyond, I don't know, <laughs> me. It's just way over my head sometimes. Um, I found it. It's called Picross 3D colon round two. Oh, okay. And That's yeah, it? It's, it's, uh, it was... Is, is, is it out yet? <laughs> Because I'm looking at um like a a rating a German rating that kind of got leaked and that but that was the end of last year mm-hmm. when it got uh, like a German rating of O which is you know safe for everyone. Okay. But I guess it's still not out yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like what was that uh, the brain training the devilish brain training which has yeah. been on the the release list for like three years in Europe and it's still not out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a running joke with Don Koopman. <laughs> Carry Anyways, on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, I can totally understand that, like taking like a special kind of person to get it, because the the tutorial is kind of messy in this game. I'm not hmm. sure what it's like in other versions, but I didn't know what they were talking about at all for like the first two tutorials they they tell you, and then it kind of clicked, and I'm like, oh, this is what they totally failed to communicate in the first two levels. <laughs> but, uh, of the game, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I think it's cool. I'm not too like every every mission in the game gives you three challenges or five challenges, mm-hmm. like do it in a certain time or do using a certain Pokemon ability or whatever. And I don't really care about them. I'm just going through the levels at my own pace. I'm doing yeah. my pace on it, but <laughs> my pace. Yeah, okay. my pace. And it's cool. I I I'm. I could see myself getting bored with it, but it's it's a cool thing. I can play it on my walk to work or when I'm doing some cycling exercise or whatever. I'm sorry. Can... On on your walk to work, you play as 3DS. <laughs> yeah. While walking. Yeah, while walking. Games like I played uh, Phoenix Wright walking to work or any RPG where it's turn based. I can. I can. How many accidents talk. did you cause? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't know. He's not aware. <laughs> I used to try and play like Sonic the. Hedge- I was playing uh, Sonic. <laughs> What was it? The Tomb. Sonic Generations. I was playing that on my walk to work, but I had to stop because I wouldn't realize that I'd like I'd walk and then I got to an intense part and I'd slow down and just kind of stop in the middle of the road while I'm playing <laughs> and go, oh wait, yeah, I should be walking right now. Uh, but you live in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of like the countryside. Sorry. I can walk to work. You you would die where I live. <laughs> You'd be already dead. But this is gangs would be like, fuck that guy. Yes. <laughs> no, there's these like big heavy things that we call cars, <laughs> and they drive on these roads. You see, and uh, yeah, they don't usually stop. <laughs> Actually, total side tangent, but like, um, 
I just realized, well, not just realized, but have you guys noticed that in Japan, you're standing at um, a, cross, a crosswalk, which is a, a new American word I learned recently. That's zebra crossing to me new, uh, Cyrus. What? what My girlfriend fuck? was very entertained by zebra crossing. So you're standing, at, you're standing at one of those, like, and no one will stop in Japan. Like, it'll be like an old lady, it'll be like a nice, like, you know, a uh, young person, like a you know, like a mother or something, and they'll just just ignore you. They'll just look straight ahead and just go vroom, straight past, and they'll nobody will stop for you, whatsoever. You could be there with like a baby, like you know, like a pushchair, waiting with a baby in your arms, and the people are just like, nope, fuck you, I'm not stopping. But in the UK, um, people people have to stop, you know. Yeah, even like oh, even you freaking see someone in a crosswalk, they have to stop for you. Yeah. Like, even freaking douchebag, like, you know, teenage drivers are going to stop for you. <laughs> but in Japan, no one stops. And I think that's weird. For such a polite country, people are not polite when they drive. And, and when they do stop, they, like, they gun it to, like, as fast as they can to the crosswalk and then throw on the handbrake and, like, screech <laughs> to a stop meter, like, millimeters from the fucking you. <laughs> the crosswalk near my house, like just maybe a couple of months ago, I was walking and uh, and I was at the crosswalk and I kind of stepped out and a car came blazing around the corner, threw on the handbrakes like without any warning and a car just plowed into behind her and like causes massive accident on the road. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, crosswalks are terrifying in Japan. So Danny, you really haven't noticed that. No, I have. Sometimes, like, towards the station by where I live, we have, like, the opposite problem. It's just like a, you know, a rotary type of thing, and um, just people just, it's the opposite. People are just walking, and cars are coming, and they just walk out in front of them. Uh, that's, a, that's a roundabout <laughs> to any English speakers out there. Okay, I don't even know if that's the right word in America. But, yeah, they don't have them in the States, right? I, I, that's a thing I learned in Japan. In America, they don't have roundabouts. Yeah, typically not. I can't. My state... Not from what more from where I'm from. There's no. Right. <laughs> Actually, Danny, Danny, one of our favorite movies. Like, isn't it um, in one of the National Lampoon uh, movies? Maybe the European one. Oh, they get trapped yeah. in a roundabout. They get trapped in a roundabout for like you know six hours or something. <laughs> I, I could never understand that. And it's like, oh, it makes sense. Americans don't know what how roundabouts work. Like, <laughs> the town I went to college in had like figure eight roundabouts, where it's like two roundabouts uh, stuck together. That's just for drifting, isn't it? What the fuck? Anyway, roundabouts, crosswalks, all that kind of stuff. Pokemon Picross, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> How all the related. hell did we get there? All related. Yeah, so who's up next? <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I'll go next. Um, I have a game that I've been playing a lot here recently. It's nothing new, and <laughs> this game is actually over 20 years old. But oh. <laughs> it's something I, I play from time to time, and uh, I don't know if you guys... You guys probably don't know anything about this, especially James and Cy, but uh, King Griffey Jr. presents Major League <laughs> Baseball. Is that the, the Super Su Nintendo one? On the Super Nintendo. The Hell first yeah! Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I'm out. 
<laughs> there's a really odd thing about this game, though, too. So not only was it only released in North America, the developer software creations are actually based in Manchester, England. So, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> so that was kind of <laughs> weird. And I guess some other things, interesting things about software creations that I, I read up on a little bit is that they, they help provide some kind of technological support for N64 sound system and stuff like that, so you can blame so them for that. Are you playing this because, like, Nintendo recently sold the... Is it the Mariners? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, that's just a coincidence. I mean... Like, but they did, right? I'm, I'm right that they did sell they, them. They yeah. got rid of, like, a lot of their stake in the in the team. They did. Yeah. Exactly. But, um... Yeah, I mean, about this game, it came out, I think, 93, 94, and, um... I guess one of the main things I, I really, really like about it is that the game really doesn't have, like, any difficulty levels. The game is just, you know, kind of hard. And I'm going through a 162-game season, and I've already played over 100 games in, like, three weeks. <laughs> so, hundred <laughs> so games. Like yeah. Right. So, and I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, too. I mean, these games go by really quickly. This isn't like a baseball simulation. It's more. It's really fast-paced, arcadey baseball. I and, remember. I I seem to remember that. I played it on a rental back in the day. I never owned it. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it. I was at a Toys R Us, and somebody, you know, was just sitting there. So the score was like seventy-two to like or something, but uh, I just remember really, really liking it. I think I got it for my birthday. I was like 10 or something like that. Nice. How long, so, does, how long does one match last? Game? One uh, game. Same thing. 15 minutes, maybe. Jesus. And you played 100? Yeah. <laughs> and I got, you know, about 60 more left to go, so... Um. You know, uh, <laughs> I actually have an anecdote about uh, British-developed baseball games. <laughs> okay. There was a... <laughs> Hold on to your asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a Planet GameCube staffer back in the day. I'm not sure if he wants to be identified, but he worked for a certain video game company that uh, also had uh, a British-developed baseball game. And, like, he, he was doing QA. And, like, apparently it was, they were always, like, stable games, they were, like, technologically sound, but they would keep fucking up the rules. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one understands them. I remember this. I think someone was telling me about this before. Was his name Right, Adam? I think maybe I brought it up before. Yeah. But that always struck me as being very funny. Well, it's like an American company making a cricket game, isn't it? What it's the like... fuck is cricket? Exactly. <laughs> well, you no know, one cares, yeah. right? EA did make some rugby games. I don't know what branch of EA it was, but this is like, you know, 10 years ago. What the uh, fuck probably, is rugby? They probably just re- reskin Madden. Yeah, right. basically. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they, like, replaced the helmets with, like, the old-timey leather helmets. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what they did. Except most people don't wear helmets in rugby. Yeah. What the uh, hell is rugby? <laughs> <laughs> it's American football for men. Yes. Oh, God. Don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting back to this game, um, you know, I think visually, too, this, this game really stands up even, like, to this day. I mean, they have some really uh, brightly colored sprites. Like, you know, when you're in your batting situation, you know, you see the view from basically behind the catcher or basically from where the catcher is. So you see the batter, and you get to see, like, he has, like, these... They always have, like, cool little animations. Sometimes they're chewing gum or moving their fingers or sometimes, you know, kind of, like... 
Crazy. winding up, you know, to ready to hit the ball or something. This and, uh... animation sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> this is 20 years ago, Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a pretty big cart for the time. It, it probably was. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this color is so bright and vibrant and stuff like that. And How many uh, megabits are we talking, Danny? Yeah, I don't know. That's one thing I did not check. Uh, I want to say fail. 24. It's, yeah, sure. Sure. Might have been 32. <laughs> Might have been like a super big boy, but I think it was 24. Yeah. Well, the biggest ones with ever were 32. There was like one freak one that was 48, and the the rest of the huge ones were 32. I bet Alpha 2 was a 48. No, that one was 32. I think it was like Star Ocean or something that was 48, or some weird RPG or something. Oh, what about Doom? Doom was Doom wasn't that big. It really? it did have the FX2 chip in it though. Hmm. That was a thing. Right. <laughs> Microchips, everyone. Exciting news. Yo, I need more math. Yes. So, you know, with this game, though, too, I mean, it had the full Major League Baseball license, so, you know, you had all of the baseball teams at the time represented in the game, but they did not have the license for the Players Association, so that means that aside from King Griffey Jr., <laughs> there were no other real players <laughs> in That's the game. Brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, they were all, you know, stati- st- the statistics and kind of like the likenesses to an extent, at least skin color, um, was usually, you know, spot on with whoever it's representing in the game. And Oh, did they just, like, anagram the names or something ridiculous? So some they did a lot of different things for a lot of different teams. Like, for example, like, and I think the, um, Jesus Christ, uh, the Phillies, Philadelphia Jesus Phillies. Christ in the game? Awesome. He's in there. <laughs> Maybe I didn't see him yet. But, like, they have a lot of, like, I mean, they have, like, Rocky Balboa, you know, Apollo Creed. <laughs> what? Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. I played them, like, eight times already. Like the greatest baseball game ever. And then I guess, like, the Mets, the team that I am, I don't know why I picked the shitty, shitty Mets in this game. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. And I decided to pick them, but... They is, that like, jo- is that Johnny's team? Is it? <laughs> yes, Johnny, Johnny Mets' team. The Mets, I'm sorry, Johnny. I took your name in vain. Yeah, we should stream this. We should get together, do that, a Twitch stream. That uh, naming convention reminds me of um, ISS, International Superstar Soccer, which I think got an American release. Yeah, yeah, it did. It yeah, did. I believe it did. Uh, Konami, right? Yes. And all the, all the name names were just like, they just changed the first uh, letter of the name. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, like Flavored Peckham, things like that. <laughs> I mean, this All is my a bit... are purely coincidental. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit more extreme because I mean, they actually put some thought into this. I think the Mariners team, it was all just people that worked at NOA and stuff like that. So right. they had a lot of fun with that. And but you know, like I said, with the, with the gameplay for this game, it's really fast paced and it's it can be really tough if you don't know what the hell you're doing. But um. You know, even though that I'm pretty good at the game, I've been playing it for 20 years. You know, I've played 100 games. I've lost like 30. I mean, it's still in the ter- in terms of baseball, that's 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 not too bad, <laughs> really. But I don't know. There there are also some weird glitches in the game too, where um, this probably means nothing to you, Cyrus, or you, James. But after the All Star break, which is basically the midpoint of the season, there's like a glitch where you're the top guy who has the most home runs on your team those home runs just disappear because there's, like, stats that that they keep track of during the seasons and stuff like that. And it's, you know, they keep track of your home runs, your batting average, and your RBIs, and just that home run total goes away for one character after the All-Star. Maybe he just, like, goes home for 
the summer or something? Or I guess. I guess depressed. I think NBA Jam or NBA Jam TE had a bug like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it must have been TE because that one tracked injuries. Oh, and wow. The more, and the more injured your player was, like the slower and shittier they would play. Uh-huh. From downtown. And, uh, you know, they would recover if you, like, put them out for, like, a half or a quarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't recover between games. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> so There's... you could start a game with, like, a fucked up player mm-hmm. and everything was shit because yeah. of bad stat tracking. Secret best NBA Jam player, Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, even this game, it does, you know, for pitchers and stuff like that, they they get tired throughout the game and you have to change them out and stuff like that. Uh, every player has different, I think, four different statistical uh, attributes and stuff, like speed and power and defense and stuff like that. So it's it's all pretty interesting. And it just how you set up your team between your bench and your guys that are reg- in the regular lineup, you could really, you know, enhance your team by messing around with that stuff. But So, Danny, what, which system are you playing this on? Uh, Super Nintendo Virtual Super Console Nintendo. on my computer. <laughs> nice. This is, so this is not available on any service. This, this is never going to be available on any service. Right. Um, but it's a Nintendo published game. Yes. But right. they just because of the license, you know, that's it. They just fucked. Probably the, the MLB license is probably way too much for them to spend on a right. stupid Major League Baseball game that's from right. you know 1993. They did, like, they did some weird stuff then. They were sports games. Like I, I had um, NBA Courtside, which I th- was it like wow. Kobe, Kobe yeah. Bryant sponsored or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had a quite a few um, basketball games like yeah. over the years. And it, yeah, it was surprised me that Nintendo did these weird baseball or basketball games. Yeah, um, you know, I was almost <laughs> always, I was almost kind of surprised that they, did, they didn't like repurpose this for Japan. Because um, I mean, at the time, I think in the nineties, there weren't really any. Major League Baseball games that I could think of that were widely available here in Japan, but I mean, since they had the thing built already, you know, they could have, uh, you know, they had to get would have to get the Japanese professional baseball license and stuff like that. But they could have done that, but they didn't. Oh, some, some, I f- something really funny I found out recently. Do you know the um, the Kuniokun series? Yes. You know, like uh, yeah, uh, R- River City Ransom, right? Which which was called, you know, like. Or whatever it was called. Crash in the Boys Street Challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, something Monogatari, wasn't it? Um, but like Downtown uh, Niketsu Monogatari. Right, and they all had like, um, you know, like some of them had dodgeball in the title, even though they didn't have, they didn't play dodgeball in the game. Like oh. the the mm-hmm. soccer slash football game yep. was called like high school dodgeball soccer right. hen or something like that. Trust me, everyone that has ever come out of the Virtual Console, I have. I know the names kind of because I've updated them on the website. <laughs> but do, do you know what that became? The the, the soccer slash football game, um, when it was released in the West, that that Kuniokun football game, it was just released as um, World Cup, uh, Nintendo World Cup. I yeah, I have that. I have it's cartridge. <laughs> and that game is good. It's fun. So <laughs> instead of high school teams, it was just you know world teams, you know the countries yeah. and stuff. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they they really like localized the shit out of all those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Like unrecognizable, like dodgeball. You know, it was a, originally a high school dodgeball game, but right. then in the West, it was a uh, you know just a you know an international, a countries based uh, dodgeball game. Right, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you know, with with King of Junior Major League Baseball presents or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> uh, great game. I mean, if any of you guys out there have ever played it and have any thoughts about it, please, you know, hit us up, hit me up on Twitter at least, and let's talk about it. But uh, that that's pretty much gonna do it for me. Um, I got a lot of stuff on the back burner that I haven't touched yet, including some stuff from Ty. <laughs> I really need to get to. Yeah. But um. But anyways, that's gonna do it for me. James, would you mind closing us out, closing us out here today? Yeah, so talking of uh, too many games, uh, not enough time, uh, story of my life. Um, so yeah, I've been playing not that much, but you know, same, pretty much the same as uh, last episode, uh, more, a lot more Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was at like, I was trying to beat the boss of level three, world three last time. Um, I've now just started world five. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, world actually, World Four was a lot of fun. So, World Four introduces uh, portals into it, which is a lot of fun. And um, you know, they they act like you know you would expect a portal to to work, but like they actually carry the momentum uh, exactly. Like, however you jump into the portal is like the you know the trajectory continues as you come out. So you're like they really play with that. So like, you know, you'll have a portal just like floating above lava. Um, so there's, there's no, uh, like a floor be- beneath the portal. So if you just jump into the portal normally, it'll just go straight into the lava. <laughs> so what you have to do, you have to take like a massive run and jump and then jump through the portal, like in a kind of upwards trajectory. So when you come out the other side, you're, you're going upwards and then you can wall jump off, you know, a, a wall, which is positioned, you know, quite, you know, near to the portal and go up and do something else like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, kind of trial and error, you know, to get make sure you get all the trajectories right. And uh, it's a lot of fun to kind of work all those out. Um, like some of them you just have to hop in, some of them you have to do like a running jump through them uh, from the top, from the, from below or whatever. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that um, element. And I, I didn't actually know that was part of the game, so it was, it was nice to kind of... Um, you know, throw that uh, new gameplay element in there. Um, kind of like, you know, kind of how Box Boy does that. Yep. You know, you play Box Boy, you know, like, for a few worlds, you think it's not going to change, and then, oh, you know, they throw some crazy shit in there. So that I was cool. I love the way Super Meat Boy's, like, design, like you said, it's trial and error to get the portals right, that mm-hmm. it, you know, it's so snappy that it reloads you instantaneously after yeah, you yeah, die. Yeah. You can I, just, keep just help. throwing yourself at this stuff over and over until you get it right. Yeah, I mean, when I when I first, uh, <laughs> it was a really funny thing that happened at the beginning of World Four, uh, which is called Hell, and I was like, oh fucking hell, this it's called Hell. <laughs> it's like, I think this is the world that's gonna, you know, I, I'm gonna give up on. And like the first the first level, like first couple of levels, I did on my first go, like no kill, no no deaths whatsoever, and I was like, holy shit. And then, like, pretty much every level after that, it was, like, 100 deaths per level. It was, like, ridiculous. Luring you in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. And the, the boss is a lot of fun as well. Like, um, I guess it was kind of like a, a memorization. Uh, you have to kind of memorize the pattern of this 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 boss, who's, like, this massive kind of meat boy-looking boss. Um, 
and yeah also because it's even even though it's a boss you know you just get splat you're right at the beginning of the boss you know like you've just entered the room you know which i've never really played any game like that like if you think back to like any game you've played where there's a boss if you die on the boss you usually go to the you know to like a room just outside the boss you know you pick up a few more power-ups you go through the door and then you start to fight the boss again right mm-hmm. but Meat Boy doesn't do that. You just like you get splattered by the boss. You you're right in front of the boss again, and he's just he's just restarted his you know animation from the start. You know, but there's there's no there's no pause. There's no like you know catching your breath. You you're right in there again. So, mm-hmm. which does help you you know get to learn the the pattern you know with that way. Um, yeah, and it, it you know it, that that boss the thing is called. Horn, big horn, is that right, Ty? Uh, I don't remember. The hell boss, like the big, uh, kind of looks like me, boy. Um, like uh, I was, I was like banging my head against it. I was like, fuck, this like just keeps on adding more, and more bits to it. Like I've, I like memorized the first, you know, six or seven things that he does, and then, and, oh god, there's another bit. Like oh shit. Um, but it turns out that it was like I only needed to do, do one more bit. And I'd been dying like on the bit just before the, like if I'd done that last bit, I would have beaten the boss. You know, <laughs> so it was kind of weird. It was like all I, I was kind of building it up too much in my mind, and it turns out it wasn't actually as as long or as, as hard as I thought. So, hmm. um, so yeah, uh, World Five is uh, what's it called? Rapture. I think it's called the Rapture. Like yes. the, the whole world dies, <laughs> whatever. That's my favorite world. Yeah, I fucking hell. The first, <laughs> the first level is just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it is it is not it does not play around. <sighs> that point. This, I this love the, I love the old version music. You have to check that out too. Yeah, yeah. You you were saying how the music was was different. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if you were saying different in a bad way or different, just different, different or. It, yeah, different, different. Okay. Maybe I I kind of feel like the old version is. Better, but I might just be me being more attached to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously I have no reference, so it, it's, it sounds fine to me. Well, give it a but, listen sometime and okay. tell me what you think. I'll do. I'll do that. Um, yeah. I don't know. This could be the world that you know defeats me. You know, I might just say fuck it. You know, but well, once you get I, through it, like the the like the final boss. Well, the 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 last world only has like five levels. All right. That's so if you can push. That... If you can push through Rapture, you're pretty good. Okay. The the other thing is like I I just didn't realize how much content was in this game. Like um I don't know how you unlock the dark world tie. I kind of seem to be doing it by accident or I don't know how I'm doing it. Yeah, it just kinda happens. It just kinda happens, okay. Don't question it. <laughs> but like on some levels you'll see like push Y to go to the dark world and they're like okay and you do that and then it just flips it's kind of you know like you know Super Mario Brothers 2 oh oh, oh the the dark world for that you just have to get an A rating oh, on your time I thought it was it was just so random I was like why are these four levels like letting me go to the dark world yeah it's just okay. like A ranking I thought you were talking about the warp zones yeah oh warp zones yeah that's that's yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's they just kind of appear yeah, yeah. Well, they're pretty obvious because you know there's a visual you know indicator to that. But like, right. okay, so that makes sense. So yeah, like, is it every level has a dark world version? 
That's right. Fucking hell. So that's like double the content. It's like, Jesus Christ, because the levels do look very similar, but like they're just kind of, you know, like a sh- you know, shadow version of it. But yeah, just more, like... more buzz saws, more problems. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like there was this level which I thought was, like, you know, like reasonably quite, well, quite, well, yeah, it was easy because I got an A plus on it. Yeah, like, like on the, the Light World and version, then... you know, there's a pretty direct path. Maybe there's like a trick shot you can make, but in the Dark World, you have to take the trick shot path. Right, 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 right. So like, yeah, I tried the Dark World version of this level, which I thought was like, you know, quite easy, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm, <laughs> there's no way I'm beating this one. I'll come back to it later. Yeah, the idea is you, you beat the regular game, then you come back to the Dark World. Right, right. So that's a lot of con. That's a lot of content. I was very impressed, and yeah, with the warp zones as well. And then if you want, you can go back and get the bandages and uh, to unlock extra characters, I think. Right. Um, which I I don't even have enough bandages to unlock the first character. <laughs> it's but, like, yeah. You can pick up some characters also by beating certain warp zones. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So not just bandages, but there's other ways to get unlockable characters. Yeah, I like the warp zones. They they do they like this one that looks like a I guess Game Boy, Game Boy palette. Yeah, uh, there's a lot like that. that looks like that actually. That's that's a nice effect. I like that. Um, but yeah, you have to beat like, is it like three or four levels in a row without dying or something? You have to beat three levels, and uh, you only get three lives per level. Right, right, right. So you can, yeah, yes, no, it's coming back to me, yeah. I, I haven't beaten any of those yet, <laughs> so I okay. need to go back. There's uh, one character, uh, Agmo, who... I think is a huge help on uh, beating a lot of the levels for the first time. You might want to figure oh. out where he is. And so they've got different abilities. Yeah, they all play differently. Shit. Like, uh, Ogmo, like, none of the characters move as fast as Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. So if you're going for, like, A-rank time, pick Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to beat the level or get certain bandages, like, the utility that the characters offer uh, can be really good. Nice. Like, I'm assuming, like... Double jumps or floating or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Ogmo has a double jump. Okay. He doesn't cool. jump as high, but he has a double jump. Right. And it's really good for uh, smooth moves, tricky places, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the levels where I, you know, initially thought they were impossible. Like how I got through them was that you just you just have to have, have balls like you, you just have to do the jump which is just the most ridiculous thing ever if you do it, it that's pretty much how they they planned you to do it um, all, pretty much all the puzzles if you can call them puzzles that like, you know like how to get through the level is a puzzle right like right there, there's a, actually a lot of nuance to how meat boy moves in this game right. and I, I guess there is like a perfect line. I mean, I'm sure that the developers, you know, designed that perfect line right. know, to a pixel, and you know, you just have to find that line and just go to it, go to it, and you know, find it what it is, and then just, just go for it. Usually, if you like, if you pussy out and you try and like, you wait too long, or you you try and like, you stay on the wall too long or something, you're gonna die. Right. I mean, that's that's what I'm finding with this World Five anyway. But like, if you just keep going and you jump towards a, a buzzsaw it'll probably move just in time for you to wall jump where it right. was and then go yeah. onto the other wall, right? I think yeah, it's a, it's a two-step process of knowing and executing. 
Yeah, exactly. And it, that, that's the thing. Like, once you know what to do and then you can't do it, it's like, fuck, I, I, I can't go to sleep until I've beaten this level. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the most frustrating thing because I really need to sleep sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still having fun, but we'll see We'll see if I say the same thing in the next episode. <laughs> I, you, you can beat Rapture. I believe in you. Okay. I will come back and the other thing, uh, right into, this is going to lead into news, I guess. <laughs> so Watch Dogs 2 just leaked. And, Ooh, uh, I uh, saw that earlier. It was on my uh, Xbox dashboard, actually. So, yeah, I think, like, a day before they were planning on doing, like, a huge blowout, you know, they got leaks and everything. So, um, yeah, as, as usual, I'm playing the, the game before the one that's actually coming out. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm playing Watch Dogs 2 minus 1. Uh, still, um, but you know, I've only beaten like an extra level, and I, d- I was just reading the blurb about uh, Watch Dogs 2, and they were saying like you can even like hack forklifts, and I was like, wait a minute, you can hack li- forklifts in Watch Dogs 1? What are they talking right. about? <laughs> so I don't know why they're advertising that. But apparently, <laughs> you can now do like drones and something. You can control a drone to see like you know get some a viewpoint above you and stuff like that. Nice, which sounds cool, and it's. Is it? It's San Francisco, I think. Yeah. And you can visit yeah. Silicon Valley, and uh, they've got like some hacker groups based in Silicon Valley now, and you can maybe join them or beat them. Yeah, they said that. Sounds cool. Instead of like gaining, I guess, experience and stuff, you actually gain like followers. So I guess it's like you're a hacker, but you're gaining I don't <laughs> yeah, know, points or something. But yeah, basically, you know. But um, yeah, the thing about Watch Dogs is like, um, I mean, last time I talked about Watch Dogs, I mentioned Batman. Arkham Origins, and uh, the reason why I did that is there is there are a lot of similarities. Like, you know, once you play the game for a while, you basically boil it down to the thing that you're doing. You, re- you there's a certain amount of repetition, right? Like, once you're in the final, you know, parts of a game, you realize like, okay, I'm this is a, that kind of mission, and you know, like with Batman, it was just like you're in this room and you have to knock everyone out and they put things around the room. There'll be like an explosive uh, barrel. Mm-hmm. There'll be a grate that you can hide in. There'll be a breakable wall. There'll be, there'll be all these things. And you see these things repeated a lot. Like the the level might look visually different, but they'll have, you know, breakable walls, grates, you know, thing, you know things to hang off from the ceiling and things like that. They repeat a lot of it. And with Watch Dogs, I'm immediately seeing that repetition, you know, and, and I'm only on like the third or fourth mission. <laughs> so like you're 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 in an area which is usually outside you next to like a you know a factory or a warehouse or something, and there'll be guys patrolling and then there'll be like yeah like I said a forklift to hack there'll be a car alarm there'll be you know uh, a light there'll be a camera you know and you you have to make your way through the level either taking guys out you can you can just shoot them in the face if you want mm-hmm. but you know you can hack stuff to make them explode and or hack stuff to, you know, set a sound off or whatever. So it, it is really, really similar to Batman, like, in that way. I mean, pretty much identical in a way. Like, you can either explode things or, you know, hide or, you know, take them down, you know, stealthily and stuff. Um, so it's just a case of, you know, learning the best way to get through these kind of, I don't know, if you would call them kill rooms, but, like, you know, these these areas that you have to go through. And... I guess, you know, people complain about the Ubisoft 
open world games that they're they're kind of all very similar in the end. You know, they kind of started to blend together, and um, you know, I do have an Assassin's Creed game to play when mm-hmm. I get around to it. Is it Black Flag? Yeah, it is actually. It's a great game. Uh, the Assassin's Creed, I'd be kind of interesting trying out with Black Flag. It's really good. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's all I heard about it, so this is why I chose that one. But um, but yeah, it's <laughs> I'm I'm almost kind of worried in a way. It's like, am I going to see this kind of open world, you know? Repetitive uh, mission structure, you know, in that as well. I um, think I think you I will. I mean, oh, okay. I, I haven't played enough of Watch Dogs to be able to, you know, say one thing or another about it. But I mean, Assassin's Creed is the same type of thing. I mean, especially with some of these new, newer ones, like like the that generation of stuff. You know, between three and Black Flag, sometimes you know you're doing this type of a mission. You know, another time you're doing this type of a mission. You know, there's certain things you can do. You know, but I think with Black Flag, I mean, there's just it's just a cool setting. I think the story's really cool, so sometimes you just don't care. Right. So yeah, um, uh, it's kind of interesting because like I really haven't played many of these types of games, and it's like you know, it's like the second one I've played ever, and it's like I, I'm already kind of <laughs> getting almost bored of the mission structure, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like this is kind of not a good sign. Maybe it's just maybe I just these games are not really for me or something. I don't know. But, you know, I do like the the, the concept and the, the, you know, maybe not the story, but, like, I don't know, the theme, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I like something about Watch Dogs. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. But, yeah, there's, there's no getting away from how bland the guy is. And uh, I think the guy, his, like, friend, or not really friend, but the guy who gives him the missions, he's kind of a lot funnier than Naden mm-hmm. is. And, like, the mission that I'm on now is, like, you know, he was, like, he's, he's like, covering me with a sniper rifle and he's, like, he's kind of wondering whether to kill this guy. He's, like, do I know that guy? And then he, and he shoots him in the head and he goes, fuck, that was Frank. I do know that guy. And he's, like, I thought, I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> I remember him. I can't remember his name, but he was pretty hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's pretty funny. He's, I think he's, like, an Asian-American type yeah. character. But, he, yeah, he's, he's, right, he's quite funny. Like, assassin for hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, casual murder. So yeah, uh, other, other, I have, those are the only games I've been playing. But um, uh, I saw a, a brand new movie, world world premiere. Uh, oh. Hasn't come out in any other country on Japan first because yeah. I haven't. Oh, I no, I no one's talking this. about it. No one's talking I, about it on Twitter. So, um, Deadpool. <laughs> no wow, Japan no. got that already. Yeah, Japan's number one, apparently. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie that's now out on DVD. <laughs> yeah. what, actually, so I, one of my coworkers was talking about it today. Yeah, I really liked it, actually. I thought it was awesome. I, and, I uh, watched it on DVD, by the way. Oh, you watched it on DVD? <laughs> it was, I think it's out to rent... Uh, on the the European iTunes store right it's now. Been out <laughs> like, in the American one for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like the day I saw it, it's like it just kind of popped up on my Apple TV. Like, do you want to rent Deadpool? It's like, oh, I'm actually going to go out and spend you know eight times the price at the cinema. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. Um, I the one the reason why I wanted to talk about it is um because I mentioned it on Twitter and uh people were asking me about it. You know about the Japanese dub or whatever. Mm-hmm. For example, Luke Balak on Twitter, he asked me, uh, 
if Deadpool was like subbed or dubbed, and uh, yeah, it's actually both, like most movies are in Japan. You know, you can choose the sub or the dub. Apart from kids' movies, where you can only watch the dubbed one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, obviously I watched the subtitle one, and you know, I do, even though I can obviously understand <laughs> English most of the time, um, I, I do read the Japanese subtitles just because I want to see how they localized it. Because like me and my friend were like laughing our asses off through most of Deadpool. But the, right. the, whole, the whole cinema was just, like, stony silent. <laughs> it's like, it kind of reminded me of, um, Danny, do you remember when we talked about Star Wars? Actually, Cyrus, you were on that segment. Um, uh, Force Awakens segment that we yep. did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and Danny's friend, uh, Josh, mm-hmm. said <laughs> it gives him a, a sense of, like, what, what did he say? Like, when, he, when he's the only one laughing and, like, no one else is, he's, like, gives him a sense of superiority or something. <laughs> Sounds like something he'd say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got that. And maybe I, I kind of understood what he meant when Deadpool, because, like, you know, I was, like, you know, like, hitting my knees while, you know, you know my sides were hurting. I was, like, laughing that much. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really weird, because, like, I was sat right next to this, like, couple, and they were just, like, silent. It was just, like, deathly silent. So I was like, I, mean, I just I, felt like an idiot, you know. It's like, just join in. Is, is it not really not that funny? Yeah. So I started looking at the subtitles, and um, there, was a, there was a point which actually a few people picked up on. Um, probably they just copied my tweet. But, um, like, there was a bit where um, Deadpool's, like, uh, the, the, like, the villain is a British guy, and uh, he's, like, punching him in the face, and he's saying, like, uh, in... Th- the English, the original, he says like something like, um, "You, like motherfucking, like Monty Python character looking guy or something like that." But the Japanese subtitle said, um, "You look like Mr. Bean." Ah. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's interesting because like Mr. Bean is quite popular in Japan." Right. Um, yeah, I know, use but, him in a bunch of my classes. Yeah, because it's just like I don't know, like, you know, like physical humor. Yeah, um, works a lot better than you know the kind of crazy shit that you see in Monty Python, <laughs> uh, which you you'd have to have quite a deep understanding of English or, or you know that kind of bizarre humor, which I don't know wouldn't. It's it's a different kind of when you have bizarre Japanese humor, it's usually a guy wearing underpants on his head, <laughs> um, which could be in Monty Python. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Monty Python, but um, but I just thought it was interesting that you know they 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 chose Mr. Bean which as a as a British character to reference in yeah. uh, Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you, you, I get that a lot. I'm, I watch a lot of TV shows with my wife. You know, it, she likes a lot of English shows, so I'll watch it. Like we're watching Supernatural, and she she really liked that show. And oh, so you got the subs on, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm not watching. She didn't even want to watch it dubbed because that's that's stupid. But like you know, sometimes they'll just say some kind of weird comment that it's very like specifically American or something. And right, 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 right. You just gotta you know they they gotta make it. They got to contextualize this for the Japanese audience sometimes, so it 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 sucks, and I wish that I could convey some of these funny things that are being said, but it's just it would but just you, take too you've long. Got, you've got to yeah, you've got to exp- you've got to write like you know. I remember watching a documentary about how they do subtitles, and there was a rule like there's only like a certain amount of characters you can fit or you're allowed to have in on one on the screen at one time, mm-hmm. and it, it's not very much. It's like five or six characters or something like that because hmm. um, that's how fast people can read you know an adult yeah. can read so I think it's probably why another thing that goes into it yeah. but yeah it, uh, is, it, it is interesting I have a question about a specific joke <laughs> okay so I didn't it, read all the subtitles I was mostly concentrating on the, oh, the movie alright well 
tell me if you notice this one. Okay. okay, when Deadpool gets his hand cut off and he oh, sprays spoilers. blood in somebody's face, what was it Colossus? Yeah, 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 and, he, yeah, yeah. and he says, "Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret." Uh, uh, did they? Did you I, notice the translation for that one? No, I didn't. I didn't notice that bit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I think I think I was kind of wincing at that bit. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. Okay, I don't. I, I don't even get that. So, <laughs> uh, are you I, there? I need subtitles. <laughs> okay, that that was uh, a story where like a key point is a girl has her first period. <laughs> I don't think we need to say anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's let's uh, close out new business on that high note. <laughs> and we're going to go to a little bit of news, and then we're going to close out the show. So we'll be right back after this musical break. So, news. Not a lot here, but um, this is something that's going on all over the world now. Celebrating the 3DS's uh, five-year anniversary. Uh, the, it first launched, I believe it was June 7th, 2011. <laughs> because, you know, when the 3DS first came out, there was no store and a lot of, there was no, right. a lot of things. It was um, a big update, right? Yeah, it was huge. And uh, But yeah, they're having a really good sale here. It's up to 50% off. On select titles, and these include like you know full retail, downloadable, and virtual console games. And as a plus here, if you have a Nintendo account, you can get an additional ten percent off. Sometimes yeah. like it, there's a lot of there's some acceptance to that, but typically that's what it it's, is. It's not everything actually. Um, I, I clicked on that and then browsed it, and uh, there's maybe like I don't know half of the the amount is say, uh, you get the additional ten percent off. Yeah, they say there's over a hundred titles just. For this whole, for the fifty percent off thing, at right. least. But, but yeah, if you on the front page of the eShop, there's like four or five like categories, like you know, they've got like retail, uh, download games, virtual console games, and you know, in each one of those categories, you know, they've got a, a lot, a lot of games off for fifty percent off. Right. But it, it doesn't seem to make that much difference for like the retail games. It's like now only three thousand eight hundred and fifty games. You know, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can I pretty know. much buy that at retail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I contemplated getting Star Fox digitally, Star Fox sixty four. Oh but god. It's still like, like about the game that you never play. No, I played it once <laughs> through. It was enough. <laughs> but Just because it was so cheap. No, I mean, no, I bought it when it first came out on 3DS, man. It no, 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 on the, on the eShop, is it, is it like, because oh, it's no. a budget game, right? Or... No, it's not. It's like 3,000 yen to 50% <laughs> off. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, welcome to Japan. But, yeah, I mean, like James James mentioned here, too, in the, uh, in the notes, you know, uh, game t- uh, translated into For Whom the Frog Tolls. Uh, Minoru actually talked about this on an episode back in the day. It's, right, uh, right, right. Cool game. I think it was wasn't that Nintendo published and made. Is it? Maybe. It's based on the Zelda engine, the yes. Zelda Awakening engine. Yeah. Yeah. But I have and, it, and, and that is one of the fifty percent plus ten percent off. So you, it's for like you know you can get it for like two hundred yen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this sale runs until June tw- or June thirteenth at like eleven fifty nine at night. So just a few more days here for yeah. people. I had to look through like a couple of times, and there's like. I pretty much have everything that I would want, <laughs> so it's, I just kind of, I can't really see anything that I want on there. Yeah, but, I'm thinking about maybe getting Boxplay Two. That's on there for relatively cheap. Oh right, you didn't get that. Okay. 
I'm probably going to pick up, uh, there's a lot of the Zelda Game Boy games that I haven't, yeah. like, uh, like Link's Awakening is absolutely fantastic. It's still yeah. one of the best Zelda's, hands down. I agree. Is that, is that on the European? The European one, yeah. It's like uh, like three euro or something. It's it's pretty oh, cheap. Oh, dude, yeah, get it. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna pick up that and uh, and also maybe Oracles of Ages and Oracles of Seasons. I cool. never quite finished those. Yeah, I never finished Seasons either. That's the only one I had. Yeah, so but... I might. Uh, I'm contemplating those. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to play them in Japanese though. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting an EU. Um... Yeah. I don't know, I played Link's Awakening in Japanese, it's not that bad. It's just yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. Kitagana all over the place, so. Right. Oh yeah, and Metroid Prime Trilogy, that's, I'll probably pick that up. Since... Yeah, like, when it first came out, like, I downloaded it, because they had, like, you know, it was half price, and I didn't think they'd ever do that again, but there you go, boom, three games, yeah. but, what was it, nine squids or whatever? Yeah, ten euro, and that was what, like, one of the, I wanted to buy that originally when it first came out, but... I didn't have enough space on my Wii U, so it wouldn't <laughs> let me download it. Like, it wouldn't let me even buy it because I didn't have the space. That's right. Wow. So you're telling me that in the, in Europe that they're extending the sale of Wii U games as well? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, well, that's a Wii Virtual Console game, but yeah, it's a... Okay. I think, right. I think America has some as well. Yeah, I thought it was primarily a Wii U sale with a few. No, I mean, this is the launch of the 3DS, you know, five-year anniversary. At least in Japan, it's all 3DS-related stuff, so. Oh, right, okay. It's not the eShop in general, is it? It's just the 3DS eShop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, Reggie kind of, like, stumbled half drunk onto Twitter at one point and said uh, they're going to have a sale during E3 for for Mm -hmm. anyway. So So um, there's probably more... Yeah, he he, <laughs> there was, he he tweeted like a picture of him unboxing the Vans uh, Nintendo, you know, trainers, sneakers, and on the bottom of the shoes it said "Game Over," and I was like, so I tweeted, "Is that like a reference to your career or NOA in general?" <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the, the the former. Hopefully both. No. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want I don't want NOA to go away. Just for I don't. I'm joking. <laughs> so, you know, another bit here on the news, something I noticed today on uh, My Nintendo Japan, I didn't know, I don't have a non-Japanese My Nintendo account, so I can't confirm this, but uh, there's some Kid Icarus anime that's available as a reward on My Nintendo. Um, there's six right. total different little episode things. I don't even know how long they are, because I haven't even downloaded them or anything. They're 80 platinum points each. Uh, there's apparently three different studios maybe that had worked to prepare these things. And so I didn't record any of these production. Were these uh, Nintendo video game uh, video videos? <laughs> Nintendo video app videos at one point. That is a very good question. I could have sworn I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I think I remember watching these, but they they were taken down. Although up and down for uh, I can't remember. But there was a time when they were up and then they were down. But then you could watch them again, and then you had to. Uh, and now, now they're back, <laughs> but only through this. Uh, maybe you could buy them on the eShop. I don't know. Maybe I doubt it. It could have been. Things. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, what you just said. Um, I'm actually double checking right now. <laughs> Fuck you, God. Okay, no, I'm not. I don't feel like signing into my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but is that an ad take or is that staying in? Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Best show ever. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. But, yeah, other than that, just here, some recent uh, Virtual Console releases. This game that apparently we had, I was very surprised to see we had one news story on NWR. 
it's called Sinnen no Kazoku. It's, you know, 1,000-year family. And it's just like raising this family over a thousand years, like in their ancestor, you know, their kids and whatever. Longest game ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, Custom Robo V2 N64 Classic question mark uh, is out as well. <laughs> Kirby Bowl, aka Kirby's Dream Course, just came out this past week, as well as uh, Legend of Mystical Ninja and Super Street Fighter 2, the new challengers, the challengers, uh, whatever. <laughs> the challengers. Yeah, and that's on 3DS, so... But, yeah. LEGO Dimensions 2 was announced. Uh, it's yeah. got all sorts of crazy shit going on. Mission Impossible, like the Ooh. good movie, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mission uh, Impossible is like Gremlins, Goonies, friggin' Ghostbusters. Yeah, new yeah the new Ghostbusters, yeah. And like Harry Potter. They released Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, this game is fucking bonkers, dude. Adve- Adventure Time? Is that another yeah, one? Yeah, Adventure Time is in there. The A-Team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking A-Team, man. Jesus. So, yeah, I mean, this, this... it's amazing. That's amazing. Because you can't actually buy Lego sets of, you know, things like you just mentioned, right? But only in this game. Yeah, so this game is like, yeah, I, I kind of want to pick up a few of the sets. Like, there's Doctor Who ones from the first game, and... Can you, can like, you just buy the Lego without all the bullshit games and or anything? Yeah, you just buy, like, the Portal set I'm kind of tempted to get. Just have a little shell minifig with Portal gun. I just uh, want the A-Team van. Can I just buy the A-Team van? Uh, I'm not sure the A-Team van... So the way Lego Dimensions works is you get a figure and you get a vehicle for that figure, or, like, an item. But the item is, like, teeny tiny. So, uh... Oh, okay. So you I'm, can get I ain't buying no game, van. fool. But uh, it's pretty small. I'll send you a. I'll send you a picture. But it's yeah. So you can get a little baby. It's like a McDonald's toy-sized Lego eighteen van. That's awesome. I hope it comes with Mr. T and a glass of milk. <laughs> oh, it is. It is B. A. Barakas. Yeah, that's amazing. And it comes with a van. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I. I'm still not too interested in actually buying the game, but it's it's cool to see this kind of nonsense mashup stuff. The Harry Potter one's really weird. The train and the car are the same size. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, if you get the Scooby-Doo sets from the first set, you get a hamburger the size of a car, so whatever. <laughs> Just like America. So, like, I, since I'm a huge fan of Disney Infinity... And Disney Infinity, the main complaint against that entire game is that you can't mix any of the franchises. Rest in peace. Yeah, but then Lego Dimensions is like, fuck it all, we're going to town with this. Hell yeah. That's what Lego's about. Like, uh, if you've no interest in, in, like, spoilers or whatever, go watch the ending to the Portal playset in in Lego Dimensions 1. It's amazing, the way that... That pans out. Does Dumbledore come through one of their portals and then Doc Brown? No, 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 no. I, 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 you watch the end of this video because it's, um, it's... I'm really looking it up cool. now. That's Lego what? Lego Dimensions <laughs> Portal Ending. Right. Dimensions Portal Ending. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to rock. Um, so, Danny, yeah. are you ready? Are you ready for it? Uh, I think so. Cue the music. So, yes, Mario Maker updates. Here we go. Here's your Mario Maker minute, bitches. So, yeah, we've had some uh, exciting costumes added to Mario Maker. Uh, first of all, 
Danny's favorite, Hello Kitty,、mm-hmm. and、uh, My Melody. <laughs> yes. It's、Hello Kitty, My Melody. It's shocking it took this long, considering we've got fucking baby、right. metal in there. Yeah, that's it's kind of ridiculous. The level is、uh, is cool. They got some,、um, you know, they've recreated the sprites out of you know objects in the game. The level's quite easy.、Uh, just lots of bouncy things and stuff. But yeah, you have to complete the level twice. It actually splits into in two directions, and you go one way, you get the Hello Kitty costume. Another way, you get My Melody costume. My Melody's like a little rabbit, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and the other one, which is is cool for me. I don't know if it's. Cool for Americans or、uh, anyone else, but like Sean the Sheep,、oh. I mean, this is yeah, just crazy. Sean the Sheep is so popular in Japan; it's really yeah, it weird. Is, it is actually. It's it's probably more popular than it is in in the states, right? Yeah. But like you know, this is like a British institution. It's like you know, it's one of our most proudest characters. You know, Wallace and Gromit character.、Uh, he's had his own movie now. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was annoyingly called. Well, it was called Sean the Sheep the movie in English, and then they called it Sean the Sheep Back to the Home. Cue <laughs>、uh, <laughs> shotgun loading sound into mouth.、Um, Back to the home. But yeah, the Sean the Sheep level is、uh, is is really, is really quite hard actually. Like it's actually a new Super Mario Brothers、um, theme level, so you're not playing as the costume. Because、uh, costu- costumes only work in the 8-bit uh, uh, level, right?、Uh, so you're actually playing as just regular Mario stage, but it's fucking balls hard. And they've they've kind of created these like、um, uh, you know Shaun the Sheep style theme to it. You know they've got moles and stuff around. But yeah, it was it was actually quite a challenging level to get a Shaun the Sheep costume, which is kind of ironic because you know. Kids are gonna like, yeah, I want to get Sean, and it's like, okay, bitch, play this balls hard level. <laughs> so, good luck to the kids to get, to get that costume. But yeah, it's a good costume, and I actually made,、um, a, well, my son made a level with Sean.、Uh, he wanted when I told him about that, he was quite excited because he likes Sean, and、um, so I said, yeah, let's make a level with Sean, and、uh, he did, and made it impossible to beat,、hmm. which was fun, which is what kids do, and they think it's、yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. They're not interested in uploading it to the web. They just want to make, you know, a level which you can't beat and think it's hilarious when your dad falls into a pit.、Um, or back, or back in the home. Yeah, good times, good times. So yeah, that's Mario Maker. Um, I still haven't tried my Kirby amiibo on it. So, <laughs> Great job. <laughs> I I tried to find it on the web, like see if somebody had done it, and I can't find anything about it. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I think we talked about the Splatoon,、uh, the Squid Girls coming to Mario Maker soon, right? Yeah, yeah. we did.、Uh, so next up,、uh, some Splatoon news. Cue the music change.、Um, so yeah, the first up, there was actually the, the the music show, which has been that's had a couple now. The concerts in Japan, right?、Uh, I know there's one in Makahari near where I live, and there's maybe one in Tokyo at first. They're actually having their first one in, outside of Japan, and it's going to be in Paris. So, if there are any Parisians listening, or people who can be bothered to travel to Paris to see a, a computer-generated、uh, show of Splatoon music, and go nuts!、Um, looks, well, yeah, looks like it's the same show as the <laughs> as the in Japan, but they've just changed the subtitles to、uh, English. Um, next,、uh, it was actually the one-year anniversary of Splatoon.、Um, uh, yeah, which is crazy to think. You know, well, are we doing charts this episode? No, 
No, we're not doing charts, but you know, from yes. whatever it was, <laughs> from whatever Splatoon was last year, it's over a million, right? Uh, you know, it's like fifty percent, you know, tie ratio to the, the system in Japan. It's it's crazy, and that all happened in you know a year or less than a year. It's kind of crazy to think about it. And the other thing was um, the candies. I don't know if we ever talked about the Splatoon candies, but like I actually managed to find some. Actually, no. A student actually gave me some, uh, which is pretty cool. Nice. Because uh, they knew that I like Splatoon. And uh, there's actually two kinds. There's like a gummy kind and there's a hard candy kind. <clears throat> and the hard candy kind comes with stickers, like little uh, squid stickers. And there's like one octoline sticker, which is pretty, quite nice. They're very fizzy. This is my review. This is like a, this is a new feature. It's a it's a candy review. Nice. Uh, they're very very fizzy. They've got like you know like um, that kind of like uh, super sour kind of powder in the middle uh, that you sometimes get. Um, and there's like various flavors like melon and uh, like soda, whatever. Um, but they're all quite sour and quite strong <laughs> taste. So if you don't like sour candies, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother importing. Than for like you know a thousand dollars or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if any of you guys in Japan like sour candies, then and you see it, by all means go nuts. They're good stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> you can start the music. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> So let's move on to some feedback. We've got a little bit of stuff from you guys. We're going to go ahead and read out here. But if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can follow us at the Famicast. Or if you want to send us an email, you can do that at to, send an email to Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com and get your stuff right on the air like these guys. So, James, I think you got all the stuff there. Would you mind reading out what we got? Uh, sure. Why not? Um, what do we got? We got Ty talking about Doom 64. Good, good song. Good theme song. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Doom 64. It has an even better like uh, in credit song. It's amazing. It was like ten years later than every other version of Doom, but <laughs> yeah, it was um, really pretty though. It had colored lighting and stuff. If I if I remember. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like yeah, a, yeah by that time. Uh, so yeah, Mark Harrison, who played in inverted commas <laughs> fake or real last time, he said, "Wow, fake or real is actually super difficult. You guys make it look easy." <laughs> yes, because he lost the game. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? Uh, uh, so James W. Um, actually, this is the guy who I, he, I was on the podcast with him. He does the ALT Insider podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, interviews people in Japan about what they do in Japan. Uh, so he asked, uh, "Why do Japanese gamers not like first-person shooters in general?" Oh, there's a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard a, a million reasons, and they all seem stupid. And <laughs> well, culturally, it, it's not a it's not a game a game genre that's ever been popular. Maybe because it's not a genre that was, you know, invented or came from Japan. 
So yeah. if they don't have any history of it. Yeah, there's you know, not like, a lot of Japanese <laughs> developers that make Japanese first-person shooters. Right. I mean, you, th- you think, I mean, Christ's sake, we're mentioning Doom so many times on this freaking podcast, but like, you know... Other points. Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Japanese How about Middle Wolfenstein? schoolers love Call of Duty. Yeah, but that's a very, very recent thing. But like, you know, like, you know, we grew up with like, you know, even if we didn't play it, you know, Wolfenstein, Doom, we know about those games. Duke 3D. You know, those games just probably just weren't even released or just zero interest in Japan. So there's just yeah, no historical context for, you know, first-person shooters. For 3D Alien Busters Doom. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And then N64, I think GoldenEye 64, like, had minor, like... Yeah, it had some success. Had some success in Japan. Yeah, maybe. one of my co-workers out of nowhere said, hey, I love GoldenEye. I'm like, wow, <laughs> me too, let's play. For money. I mean, that was that was Nintendo's aim, wasn't it? It was to get, you know, people interested in first-person shooters on consoles, right? Like, GoldenEye was one of the first, if not the first, majorly popular console, you know, first-person shooter, right? I suppose so. A lot of people, uh, you know, got into shooters from that, you know, and then Perfect Dark after that. So, um, yeah, but not less so in Japan. Um, so I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's probably like Ty said, you know, like the Call of Duty crowd, you know, the 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 guys who want to be cool and like play the the weird foreign American games, uh, probably from the 360 era, I guess. Well, probably not the 360 in Japan, but uh, yeah, those are the Idolmaster <laughs> fans. Uh, PlayStation 3, um, from then onwards, I would guess, because um, like they, they had some Call of Duty games on PS2, but. Uh, yeah. Rising Sun. I don't think that would have been popular in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one came out. Wait, no, did it? It. Did, no. I think it did. I think it did. I no, EA that. put out a game where you shoot Japanese people in Japan. Yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> that that would have been very popular. I think EA was the first game game company to have the cojones to do that. <laughs> cojones slash idiocy. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe PS3 era, and now PS4 era, I guess. Um, you know, you do get some interest in that. Um, but like, you know, things like Gears of War or whatever. I know that's a third-person shooter, but like, talking super niche. <laughs> I think we said it like ages ago. Like, but like, I always compare like games like Gears of uh, Gears of War and Call of Duty. They are like the same people in America who like Japanese, um, you know, visual novels. <laughs> or like you know things like that, and you know Americans who like that, I would equate yeah. to Japanese people liking Call of Duty. It's the same of, niche. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a fair assessment. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger than that, but still not not much. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, Ty, you were saying some there were some bullshit reasons. Are you are you referring to things like Japanese people don't like 3D or get motion yeah, sickness like, and I've things like that? Yeah, I've heard all this crazy stuff, like you know. Japanese people are 100% about character development, and if they don't see the character, her, dar, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, there could be some minor truths to that, you know. I don't th- it's kind of going out on a limb there, and it kind of strikes me as slightly racist for some reason. Well, we were talking about, like, you know, how when you go to go to the movies and, like, on the back of the poster, like, it's got all the characters laid out for you and their relationships and stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who who are you in Call of Duty? You know, some guy number hashtag 
5763 who's just going to get shot in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> There's uh, literally an Overwatch character named Soldier76. There you go. Yeah. He's supposed to be like almost making fun of Call of Duty characters, or he just has all the basic Call of Duty abilities. I wonder how many Japanese players choose him. <laughs> so, yeah, you can take your pick, James, uh, from those reasons that we gave you. Probably all of slash none of the things we just said. Um, <laughs> what else have we got here? And the other question we got here from Lindis, at Lady Lindis. Uh, I think she's uh, tweeted at us before. Um, I think she's a fan of Japan and Famicast in general. Or should that be, she's a fan of the Famicast and Japan in general. <laughs> Delete that's appropriate. Um, she said, uh, would you guys happen to know what time of year are flights from the US to Japan generally the cheapest? Hmm. Uh, I guess, Danny, you're the guy to answer this. Oh, Tai too. Um, tai to leave Japan. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, going anytime in August is bad. Usually July, August is pretty bad, unless you're going towards the end of the month. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of holidays and stuff, so a lot of Japanese people are coming to and fro. But if you want, like, a good time to go, basically uh, October, I think it's... Well, A, I think the weather would be cooler, so you'd probably enjoy it here more. And then B, the tickets the tickets are a little bit cheaper around that time, too. Uh, depending on where you come out of in the U.S., I, usually, I go from Chicago, and then you go, you know, I can get a direct flight to uh, Narita. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's usually cheaper around that time of year. I've, I've flown back in January, like, way well after... Um, the uh, the you know the holidays and stuff like that and it was significantly cheaper, so I, I would just suggest just you know checking out like a site like kayak.com or you know stuff like that where you can see all the different prices from a lot of different areas or different companies and stuff. But yeah, just try not to go at like peak holiday times if you can avoid it because it's going to be crazy busy and crazy expensive. Right. Um. I I hear the cheapest time to get a plane ticket is about three months in advance. And I don't know. Look on a Tuesday uh, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's actually true. I mean, the problem is that everyone knows that tip. So yeah, right. So everyone knows the tip. It's not really a tip anymore. Well, I, was, I mean, uh, in practical terms, besides ticket price, you know, think about where where you want to go and what you want to see. Like, there are a lot of events in Japan around the year. So, I mean. If you spend like an extra fifty, hundred bucks to fly over, but there's an event you really want to see, you know, go for it. Yeah. So uh, just book ahead of time, and yeah. you know, think about what events you want to check out, what seasons you want to see, because <laughs> as we well know, Japan has four seasons. All <laughs> <laughs> new Japan as well. Right. Yeah. It's a, that's a kind of a joke, but like Japanese people think that literally Japan is the only country that has four seasons, which is why Japan is so special. Yeah, I just got asked that again today. And, uh, <laughs> cool. and we say this that Japan is the only country with four seasons while we entered the rainy season. Which... The fifth season, yeah. Yes, <laughs> right. But yeah, if there's any uh, Caucasian British people coming, yeah, like Danny says, don't come in July and August, you will get burnt to death. <laughs> and you'll I mean, also be sweating uh, like through the humidity as well. Yeah, yeah like January, yeah, January, February, March is like dirt cheap, I think. 
but mm. and it, it is a lot warmer than it is in England, you know, as you would expect. So even though it's like still winter, it's it probably feels like you know spring to British people. So <laughs> go nuts if you want to go come here for like the absolute cheapest. Yeah, like January. You know, it'll still be a little bit chilly, but it'll be better than uh, England. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it'll be super cheap. Um, the last thing we have is from the previous, uh, the YouTube video from the previous episode, episode mm -hmm. 80. Uh, this is from Carlos Camarillo. Uh, he says, uh, I guess we were talking about um, uh, Super Mario Maker costumes. He says uh, he wants to be able to put costumes on enemies Oh. as well as Mario. He said it would make amiibos like the horrible Animal Crossing ones actually useful. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess he wants to put Mr. Rossetti on, an, on a Goomba and then kill him. <laughs> Perfect. That would actually be kind of cool being it able would to actually. attach NPCs or whatever. It is. That's actually a good idea. They might do that. Mario Maker 2.0, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I think that is pretty much the gist of the feedback this episode. Cool. But I guess um, we want people to write in for, like, I don't know, Ether, well, Ether is coming up, right? Yes. Uh, which we somehow haven't mentioned up until now. Up until now. But, yeah, the, the reason why I wanted to get this episode out of the way is, you know, once E3 hits, you know, there's going to be a lot of Zelda news, obviously. Well, pretty much mainly, <laughs> mainly Zelda news. Only Zelda news, yeah. Only Zelda news, the new Zelda title, and that's about it. Uh, but they are going to show new things. They are going to show other things, right? They've said they're going to show Pokemon and uh, Mirage Sessions and what else? Well, Mirage Sessions are already out here in Japan. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Harvest Moon, who cares? Moving yeah. on. Yeah. They'll no, probably but... show that new that, that Link's Awakening Hyrule Warrior stuff. I'm all about that. Yeah, I think I think you can actually download Mirage Sessions now and then let it unlock late when it comes out. Yeah, very very shortly. Yeah, I think I just read that on the uh, NintendoWorldReport.com's downloads uh, news article written by or, Donald. Say, or if you're here in Japan, you can just go to the eShop now and download it. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, the uncensored uh, edition. <laughs> yes, with all the underage girls in probably adjustable bus size. <laughs> right. Boob slider on. Yeah. Good. All right, and we're back only to say goodbye. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, we're going to give, go ahead and give you our individual Twitter handles. If you want to follow me, um, it's at DannyBiv, D-A-N-N-Y-B-I-C. James. Yes. Uh, at Family Complicated. Thank you. Please understand. Yes. And uh, Ty, how about you, buddy? I'm Super Cat Drugs. Check out my Twitter to see what anime I'm eating for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, Cyrus, how about you, buddy? I'm Celsi. You can find me at Celsi on Twitter, cool. where I will be bragging about my Picross con conquests, like this chat oat that I totally did not get while doing this podcast. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. 
All right. Well, I think it's gonna do us do it here for us. <laughs> That's gonna do us for now. That's gonna do us for now. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening, and see you after E3. Enjoy E3, everyone. <laughs> Please try. <laughs> <laughs>